Welcome to the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Inc. Productivity Tip of the Day. Today's tip. Does keeping up with wellness advice stress you out? You're not crazy or alone. From Jessica Stillman. I like a good midweek stress-busting run. I believe in the power of hobbies and houseplants to keep you sane and am not averse to dumping the contents of my brain into a journal entry. I've swapped oat milk for the kind that comes from cows. I try for a good sleep routine. In short, like a lot of other busy business owners out there, I don't go to extremes, but I try to keep up with the latest in wellness advice and feel like my efforts help keep me mentally and physically healthy but I also feel like I'm never quite doing enough. My diet could always be healthier. There's always some other app or routine to try, and I wonder if I'm missing some miracle product or intervention. And when I sit back and take stock, I have to admit that for all my attempts at wellness, I still feel like I am constantly swimming against an undercurrent of stress and anxiety. Am I weird? Am I doing wellness wrong? Not according to a fascinating Atlantic article by Sophie Gilbert digging into a new book entitled The Gospel of Wellness by veteran health and wellness reporter Rena Raphael. What's the problem with wellness? What could possibly be wrong with something as warm, fuzzy, and seemingly beneficial as wellness? Nobody is arguing that the wellness basics aren't a good idea. Junk food remains terrible for you and exercise and sleep will always be the foundation of good mental and physical health. But Raphael's book points out that our pursuit of wellness has boomed way beyond these basics. The more burdens we accumulate, children, aging parents, student loans, mortgages, anxiety disorders, bad backs, extra pounds, the more we're urged to be well by way of still more effort throwing out our plastic containers, cutting our lectins, practicing mindfulness, learning about environmental toxins, doing the research, sums up Gilbert. Part of the blame for this goes to the host of experts and influencers hawking an endless parade of interventions, cures, and expensive wellness doodads. Thanks to their ceaseless efforts to sell us stuff, the wellness industry has exploded and our lives are saturated by its messaging. All these supplements, crystals, and classes is only one part of Raphael's diagnosis. At the same time, we're being offered ever more wellness band-aids. The fundamental supports that help humans thrive are growing threadbare. To be truly well, people need enough economic security to buffer us from constant worry. 
We need support in our most vulnerable times, like illness and old age, be that from family, community, or the government. We need other people to beat back loneliness, and we need free time to think, dream, and get to know ourselves. Modern life makes accessing these fundamentals increasingly hard for many people, so they turn to yoga classes and kale juice to compensate. Unfortunately, wellness isn't up to the task. Instead of bridging the gap between what we need and the reality of our lives, wellness often becomes just another time-and-money-intensive obligation, something else to add to our to-do lists. Women, in particular, are promised they can manage the chaos ruling their life by following a laid-out plan, eat right, exercise, meditate, then buy or do all this stuff. This mass consumerism is a vehicle for harnessing everything that feels turbulent in their lives, Raphael writes. Buying organic this and phthalate-free that is sold as a way to manage anxiety. But all this emphasis on wellness often just introduces another stress, that we're not doing wellness right. What Humans Really Need to Be Well Gilbert's article, which includes a deeper look into the post-goop evolution of the wellness industry, as well as a personal account of her own experiences chasing wellness, is well worth a read. Or try Raphael's book for the real deep dive. But theirs are hardly the only voices noting that all the noise around personal wellness can drown out what people really need to be well. A whole body of science testifies that simple kindness has profound effects on our physical and mental wellness. And when scientists study places in the world where people live the longest, happiest lives, they don't find they all eat the same diet or do a ton of Pilates. They find these people live in humanely designed, tight-knit communities. The research boils down to a simple truth. Hugs are way more important than healing crystals. Which isn't to say you should trash your healing crystals if they bring you peace. If whatever you're doing for wellness works for you, then by all means continue. But if you, like me and Raphael and Gilbert, sometimes experience wellness as a never-ending series of demands that makes you feel guilty and inadequate, no, you're neither crazy nor alone. There are plenty of snake oil salesmen out there, and even genuinely helpful wellness advice often just papers over larger problems that are hard to tackle as an individual. If you can't quite manage to feel well, no matter how many spin classes you attend or meditation apps you download, you're not a weirdo. Social problems demand social solutions, not just individual virtue. That's it from Inc. Check back weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern for more tips. Spoken Layer Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.